0: CHAPTER Twenty-Three OF LIVING WITH OUR CHILDREN BY CLARA D. PEARSON This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. THE REFORMATORY INFLUENCE OF A FROLIC Do you remember the immortal Mrs. Wiggs of the Cabbage Patch, who, when she was just worn out, with her endless cares and economy, said, I've got the craziest notion in my head. I'd just give anything to see the show at the Opry House this week we all have that feeling once in a while even though we are not cumbered with cares as she was it is the monotonous round the sameness if not the drabness of existence which palls upon us to some the experience comes more frequently than to others and the remedies indicated in different cases vary the opry house is not a panacea to some of us the remedy is a chance to plunge headlong into a book's profound for others it is a day in the open air one estimable lady who had to live under the constant scrutiny of college girls and who was a model of neatness and order confessed that she found relief from the constant tension of irreproachability by locking her door on saturday afternoons for a revel of writing during which she dropped all answered letters and all first drafts of newspaper articles upon the floor By the time the half-day ended, she was restored to her usual poise and ready for another seven days of perfect system. Has it ever occurred to you to wonder if this same sort of malaise is felt by children? Probably not. We think of it as the result of responsibility in the home or in the business world. However. It is quite possible that something of the sort may develop from the constant effort of a child to conform to the standards imposed by adults and the conventionalities of the world ready-made before his advent. The writer has a pathetic memory of a little lad visiting a family of adoring adults who were absolutely unused to children, who began his fourth day by saying, Please, don't anybody say don't to me today it is when the nerves of the two generations begin to grow tense that there comes a succession of days when friction is the rule instead of complaisance when frowning looks replace smiles and when the most trivial incident may result in a serious conflict of wills and in trouble quite disproportioned to the cause That is the time when the enlightened mother will try to plan for a day off with her children. It may at first seem impossible to achieve. If it continues to seem so, let her try for half a day. If that is impossible, let her do the best she can along that line. It pays among the happiest memories of a certain family are those of occasional midsummer days when father was out of town or amiably consented to dine at a restaurant and mother and the boys tramped off to a lake in the country for a day of unconventionality what joyful good-nature became evident from the time the procession got under way how eager the children were to relieve her of all burdens how solicitous lest she become too tired how remarkably beautiful the landscape how funny the little jokes of the day how interesting the garter snakes or frogs that wiggled or sprawled across the country road how delicious the dinner especially if freshly caught fish formed the pièce de résistance and when the day was ended what a joyful camaraderie had replaced the irritability of the seemingly remote time before we went fishing it cannot always be a fishing trip of course tastes vary as do opportunities the great thing is to have the change as complete as possible the whole thing unconventional and the companionship perfect to let the children appear to be the leaders and make the decisions adds great zest to the occasion when the whole day off was out of the question, these same people had a backyard picnic and cooked their dinner out of doors. With the children as hosts, some remarkable methods of serving were evolved. For instance, it was found desirable to provide each with a frying-pan for cooking eggs, and bacon was so essential a part of the fun that each desired to cook his own besides doing his share towards cooking for the parental guests naturally the participants did not all dine at once they ate seriatim one of the youthful cooks declared that he thought that somehow things taste more mellow when you cook them out of doors Eating in a strange place or under strange conditions generally strikes a child as an extremely larky proceeding. Certainly, it is a much more wholesome one than having the fun consist of the richness or the great quantity of the food. Boys sometimes enjoy a basement supper with a packing case table and a newspaper tablecloth and a steak broiled over the furnace fire but to paraphrase a saying of the well-known mrs ruggles it ain't so much what yer does as the way yer does it the dean of a certain woman's college treasures among the choicest recollections of her childhood those of the summer mornings when her busy mother awakened her early and they stole away to the wood-lot of the farm with a carefully prepared breakfast to eat it there together and watch the sun rise on her birthday such days are remembered long after the ordinary ones are forgotten and how wonderfully that wise and tender mother invested those early hours which she stole from sleep and from the routine labour of the day for the happiness of her child make a child happy now and you will make him happy twenty years from now in the memory of it and happiness is a great thing it is one of the means of grace it contributes to the making of a normal childhood which is in turn the foundation of normal manhood and womanhood and happiness is not all that is acquired from such occasional frolics or outings they develop and strengthen that sense of companionship and community of interest between parents and children which is invaluable to the children then will be their safeguard during the trying years of adolescence their joy in adult years and their priceless legacy when the earthly presence of their parents is no longer vouchsafed to them If parents and children are ever to meet informally and as equals on common ground, it must be on the ground of the child's interests. Too often their interests and pleasures are as different as were the food receptacles of the fabled fox and stork, and there can be no common participation. It is really quite a revelation to some children to find it possible to have companionship with their parents to consider them otherwise than as caretakers mentors and breadwinners this is a tragic situation for both generations the happiness of the two may suffer equally but naturally the characters of the younger generation suffer more it is not easy when the turbulent years of adolescence come and how quickly they do come to establish a habit of companionship and confidence with our children that must be done earlier even if it is done it may weaken for a time but it is there to return to the ultimate return is sure even if delayed and perhaps we of the older generation have unconsciously gained something more than happiness from our undignified little excursions into the child's world a certain well-known bishop was wont to tell how when saying good-bye to his little son as he started on a lecture tour he remarked now don't you forget whose boy you are and received the instant reply And don't you forget whose papa you are benefits are reciprocal a frolic eases for all of us that tension from which Americans are said to suffer the most the benefits of the day persist long after the sun has set and they are many and varied and how much pleasanter to use a fishing-rod as a corrective agent than to use the kind alluded to in the scriptures and applied in the traditional manner. End of chapter 23